Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey... Here we go. Drop that puck. 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 Take a seat because you've just been sent to the sin bin with your host, recently returned from his forced deportation to Canada and that country's subsequent refusal to accept him, Paul Rogers. Seattle Sin Bin. I've lost track of how many episodes we've done at this point, so I won't even bother trying to mention that. Um, but we are back to our regular Tuesday night, and uh, happy to be so. I like doing this on Tuesdays. I like a sense of regularity. Um, and uh, also, um, what's back to normal tonight is I've got my co-host Otto Rogers on the line. Otto, are you there? I am here, Paul. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, it was, you know, it was a great weekend. Just kind of hanging out with the family and uh, uh, just, you know, remembering why, you know, why we have the holiday and, and paying our respects and things like that. So it was a, it was a great weekend for us as a family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I miss having – last week was just uh, a mess from the word go. I mean – my my schedule early in the week was was really busy, so we couldn't do it on uh, our normal, normal Tuesday night. And then Thursday we were supposed to do the podcast, and uh, I had technical difficulties. And uh, Friday uh, I was I was finally able to upload what um, what I what I recorded with uh, the gentleman from ESPN 710 in Seattle. And uh, but you weren't able to be on it because I had to do it so early in the day. So uh, it was just kind of a sucky week all around. Although, yeah. uh, what did you think of what did you think of the interview that I did that day? Uh, you know, it was it was great. It was, it's always great to kind of hear what's going on um, at a at a local level in regards to junior hockey. It's you know, mm-hmm. one of the things that as we keep on growing as a grassroots community of, of hockey fans and hockey players and hockey interests, uh, you know, the junior, the WHL, the Canadian Hockey League, um, it's, it's important that we have, you know, we, we, we kind of cover those topics because in the end, it's all, it all kind of is important of the future of the sport in the region. And, you know, right now it's, it's the best way to kind of get, you know, the kids, the kids into it because, you know, you could take them to a hockey game, you know, a local hockey game, and, you know, and really kind of start building their love for that sport um, when, while we don't have an NHL team there. So it's great. Right. 
Okay, so let me just uh, explain to folks what's going on tonight. Um, we're opening the show. Uh, there's been some news the last few days about uh, the arena, and particu particularly today because Chris Hansen was making the interview circuit, and he said some interesting things that we definitely want to discuss. Uh, also, in the, in the last couple of weeks, Jeff Baker has released a couple of articles about potential roadblocks to an NHL first scenario, one being the high uh, the high price of the expansion fee, and the other uh, being uh, potential revenue from a TV network. Um, but before we, so we're going to discuss that um, here here to start. But um, a little bit later in the broadcast, we've got. Um, uh, got a gentleman named Neil Roberts calling in, and uh, he's scheduled to call in in about 10-15 minutes. And uh, we're making an announcement tonight. Uh, Neil Roberts is going to be starting a second podcast for SeattleSinbin.com. It, it's not going to be like ours. It's not going to be called the Seattle Sinbin. He's he's starting this show from scratch. He's making the name. He's doing the programming. He's uh, arranging the guests, and he's going to do it in his own style. And Neil is going to join us in a little bit to talk about what's going to be going on with that podcast. But I'm really excited about it. It's a way to expand our coverage. And then um, towards the end of the broadcast, we have uh, Dana Lane calling in. And if you remember a couple months ago, Dana called in, and we talked about the Vegas, the Vegas situation. Uh, Dana is a sports handicapper in Las Vegas, very tied into the sports scene down there, very tied in with what's going on with the with the movement to bring the NHL to Las Vegas. We're going to talk about that with him as well as some NHL playoffs. Uh, but before we get to any of that, Otto, I want to read a letter, not a letter, to, it's been a long day again. I want to read an article that uh, was posted by the Associated Press today. Um, and the, inter the person that wrote the article interviewed Chris Hansen today, and he's been on the radio circuit today, and he's talked to Chris Daniels, I believe, and he's talked to various reporters around town. But I'm going to read this AP article because it says some interesting things. It says, throughout the process, Seattle Arena, Arena investor Chris Hansen has remained open to the idea of, of a hockey team being the first tenant for a proposed facility in the city's stadium district, even if his focus is on basketball. One problem. Even with indications that Seattle could be a viable expansion market for the NHL, no one has come to Hansen's group with a proposal for, ho for a hockey franchise to, to be the initial occupant. And then Hansen speaks here. We've got a lot of informal discussions with people about this, but us, but us or the city have yet to be presented with any kind of offer. Let me say that again. Have yet to be presented with any kind of offer. And he says, I mean any kind of even basic offer that would be the opening point for negotiating something. Hansen said in an interview with the Associated Press on Tuesday, I just want to make clear, no one has come forward and made an offer to do this in a way that would be, unaccept that would be unacceptable or acceptable. Uh, there hasn't been any negotiation around the terms of how this could be changed. We've taken a very simple approach. Don't make it worse for us and don't make it worse for the city and use your own creativity and just come back to, to us with something that is fair and we don't have anything back yet. Hansen spoke on a number of talk, topics during the lengthy interview, including the recently competed uh, FEIS, the prospects of Seattle landing an NBA franchise, and the prospects of a competing of a competing arena in the suburb of Tequila. But the lack of formal discussions around a potential hockey franchise was surprising, considering the the original memorandum of understanding with the city of Seattle and King County was approved more than two years ago, 
and immediate NBA, prospect, NBA prospects have dimmed. The original MOU calls for arena construction to begin only after the acquisition of a basketball franchise. Um, so, Otto, what do you make of all that? Doesn't sound too good, does it? No, I mean, I I don't know what Victor Coleman's been doing for the past you know, year, year and a half, if he hasn't even sent uh, any kind of proposal to even be shot down by Hanson. So I'm, I'm curious on what, what, what Coleman's play in all of this is. You know, we, we, we kind of heard that uh, Hanson had not had gotten a, a, you know, an offer or proposal from Coleman. You know, the, the new piece that came out today that interesting to me is not only will an NHL investor or Coleman have to come up with something that, you know, Hanson is comfortable with in regards to their negotiation, but the NHL owner is going to have to come up with something with the city council is comfortable with. Now, now Tim Burgess a couple of weeks ago said that he was kind of misquoted a little bit where he, he didn't say he was necessarily 100% that it would have to be a private ownership if it was an NHL first. He said it could, it, it could be anywhere from uh, more uh, private financing to to 100% private financing. So if the city council, yeah. this is it. This is the thing. Coleman and the NHL investors, they could come in and meet all of Hanson's demands. But if the city council or the city wants 100% private, privately financed arena, yeah, that, you know, that might but be it, it doesn't seem like though. Yeah, it doesn't seem like though that they've got to start with some proposal before this and, and at least make the city reject something and say, no, it's got to be more. Um, and, you know, right after, yeah, right after Coleman uh, came out, what was it? Three weeks ago now. And yeah. there, there seemed, there seemed to be a rift between him and Hanson. And, and uh, it, it turned out that he was making, uh, he was making inquiries about uh, finding another property that he could develop on his own in Seattle, aside from Soto. And, um, right. You know, I wrote an article right after that came out that said, you know, that talked about we don't want to play the blame game because we don't know what's going on inside that room. We don't know right. uh, what Victor Coleman has uh, proposed even verbally, and we don't know what Chris Hansen is saying. Um, but if Chris Hansen is to be believed here, and I, I frankly have no reason to think he's lying about it, which is why would he lie about that? Um, right. It, it sounds like Victor Coleman's not even really talking to him about it. and. Um, at, at some point, you know, I, you know, I'd like to hear more of Coleman's side of this, but um, if he's not even making any overtures at all with numbers on it, right. I mean, that's not that's not negotiating. And at some point, you know, he's got to take some blame for that. And you know, right. th this it, all along, you know, and no one wants NHL force first more than you and I, right? I mean, right. we've been we've been harping on this for a long time, but. Uh, at some point, the onus has to be on the NHL guys to actually put some dollars on the barrel. And uh, yeah. so far, we don't have that, and that's that's not good. Right. Um, so, I, mean, so, I don't. Go ahead. I, I don't know what what, what Coleman's uh, end game is. I'm not sure if he's still in it or not. I don't know if um, now that Hanson's kind of come out, maybe maybe it feels like maybe cut some ties with Coleman. If another NHL investor is going to step in, I don't know. Maybe what the city's asking for is too much. I, mean, I don't know. All I know is Coleman has not presented Hanson with, with any kind of proposal. Um, and now maybe maybe other NHL investors 
might feel there's an opportunity here and jump in, jump into the fray. So I hope that's what happens. I want hockey at in, in Soto. Um, you know, that would be. I think we both talked about that our number one preference for where a building would be, a hockey team would be, is in Seattle. But um, you know. I didn't want hockey in the region, so wherever it's going to be, it's going to be. But you know, I I, I hope it gets done at Soto. If not, then you know, I hope Tequila uh, is able to capture that. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that, Otto. Um, so he he talked to KJR today. Chris Hansen did, and I was able to listen to a little bit of the interview. But did he say anything in the KJR interview that stood out to you besides what was in the AP article? Yeah, you know, there was um, – the original AP article I read was a really like a short snippet. Um, but, you know, listening to uh, Hampton on, on Wasafi and KGR, it seemed like there was a lot of flexibility with with the MOU that perhaps it could either be extended or uh, – maybe not extended, but if, if, if it seems like uh, Hampton was under the impression that there's a lot of flexibility with the MOU and that, um, you know, that maybe the, 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 the start time of the MOU didn't necessarily start at the very, when it was signed, but it might start perhaps once all, you know, once all the, uh, all the documentation, all the certification, all that, all those efforts are done. So it might actually start, you know, in 2016. So maybe the end date of the MOU would be 2019. Um, one of the things he did say was that, he believes that um, you know. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to say the say the wrong thing. But if I caught it right, he said he felt comfortable that um, at within three years from when the um, when the MOU would start picking up. So 20, by 2019, he felt comfortable that there would we have a good shot of of having NBA franchise here. So that that kind of fits within the four to five year window. Um, that was listed in the AP the AP article, but the AP article showed uh, he wrote that uh, he thinks there's going to be NBA franchise within five to ten years. So it seems like anywhere between three to ten years, we might get an NBA franchise. Um, so that was kind of an interesting thought. And then um, he also made comments about Priscilla, about how um, you know that his his group didn't feel the uh, a suburban arena, you know, in the past 15, 15, 20 years hasn't worked out that well. So those were kind of interesting comments that he made, um, you know, on the Tukuna Arena. And, you know, we'll, we'll see if that's, that's the case or not. I know there have been some suburban arenas that have not worked out, but, you know, you really can't look at Glendale or Sunrise as your example because those are, you know, those areas have other other issues that, you know, that complicate that. So. Yeah, and the last time Jeff Baker was on with us, he um, he said this flat out. He he used to live down there, and in fact, I think he still maintains a home down that area. Yeah. And he he was telling us flat out that the comparison to Glen to Glendale and Tequila is uh, it's not even close because it, it's not the right. same situation. It's it's not quite as far away, um, and, and so forth. And, you know, I don't remember why all he said it was different, but he but he did say it was a completely different situation yeah. due to um, transportation issues and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, 
Paul, the only I, sorry, I, I, the only the only comparison that Glendale and Aquila have is that they're both suburbs of a major city. That's it. So I mean, if people want to say, look, we can compare compare Glendale to Tequila, that's fine. But you got to understand that the only comparison that pretty much the only comparison you can make between those two is that they're both suburbs of a major city, and that's pretty much where. The, the similarities and for those, my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, you and I have, have talked consistently about this. I mean, um, is Tuckwill the, the absolute best location? No. I mean, I think everyone would. Well, not everyone. Almost everyone would say that Soto is the best location. It's uh, you're right at the intersection of I-90 and I-5. Uh, you, you know, you're already in an arena district. Um, and, you know, they, we've already got the or the environmental work done. There's very few obstacles left in the way other than acquiring a team. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I, I don't think Tequila is a fatal location either. And I, I don't think, um, you know, obviously it's, it's going to take a little longer to get there. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not going to work. And, um, you know, we, we also have to remember that Chris Hansen is competing with Tequila. So, you know, of course he's going to, to talk better about his site than Tequila. Um, and if, if we were to Ray, if we if we were to talk to Ray Bartizek on the air, which I'd, I'd like to do someday, cause I, I think he'd be a really interesting interview to do. Uh, I think he would, he would have arguments of his own about why Tequila is a better location. Um, not the least of which would be the red tape issue. Um, but we just want something to get done. I don't, I don't care anymore. I don't care if it's in Soto. I don't care if it's in Tukwila. I don't care if it's in Bellevue. I just want to get it done. And I, I think most people would say that. Um, but you know, it's, you know, it, like always, it's, it's going to depend on who acquires that first franchise as to which area yep. gets done. If, if, uh, if the NHL investors don't make, uh, don't play ball with Hanson uh, and, and get, you know, an MOU modification done with him, and an NHL franchise comes available, and uh, Ray Bartizak beats him to it, um, are you still there, Otto? Yes, I am. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, my line went quiet for a minute, for a second, which is unusual. I usually hear some static. Um, but if Ray Bartizek beats uh, everyone else to an NHL franchise, and uh, let's say let's say the Bucks don't come here, which is a very good chance that they won't come here. Um, yeah, I mean, frankly, let, let's just say it: if the the hopes to, of getting an NBA franchise in the next two or three years lies with the Milwaukee Bucks, unless something really unexpected comes into being, it, it would have right. to be the Bucks. And right. it, it sounds like they're inching closer and closer to a deal in Milwaukee, although, you know, there's uh, there's some dispute about that. But if, if they get this done, then let's face it, it, it sounds like the NHL is going to be ha- have to be the, the franchise that arrives first. And if uh, the NHL guys in Soto can't come to an agreement with Hanson, it's going to put Tukwila or Bellevue in the driver's seat. And, you know, I still feel that way. Um, I still prefer Soto, but I'm going to be just fine if it winds up in one of the other two places. All right. Uh, let's take – yeah. 
let's take a short break. And uh, when we come back, I'm hoping that, uh, that Neil Roberts will have called in by then. Um, but let's take a short break, and we'll, I will be back on the other side. The Vancouver Canucks Team Store is the only place to get all your authentic Vancouver Canucks merchandise. $22 keychains. $45 t-shirts made in Indonesia, but but screen printed in Canada. The Vancouver Canucks Team Store, where the players shop. Because making $5 million a year is the only way you can afford this crap. Bears State Hockey season tickets are on sale now. Reserve your spot for all 19 home games. Includes two games each versus Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. $175 for adults, $80 for students. You know what the NHL stands for? Non-stop hockey love. Hockey love. Like when the Thrashers score a goal and those giant bird heads shoot flames 20 feet out of their mouth, you can feel the warmth fall over you. Can you feel? That's hockey love. The hockey love. Or when a player is sent to the penalty box think about the wrong he has done that is the league version of sending a kid to a timeout done with tough hockey love from midtown to marriott jonesboro to alpharetta sometimes in between periods they have little tight hockey little kids playing hockey in their little thrashers uniforms they try so hard and their parents are so proud so full of hockey love i'm talking about hockey love i wish i could go out there and play against them i bet i could kick some ass
Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Drop that puck! 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 Take a seat, because you've just been sent to the sin bin with your host, Recently returned from his forced deportation to Canada and that country's subsequent refusal to accept him, Paul Rogers! going on currently in the world called the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, what's going on with the game? What's going on with the game right now? I can't watch it where I'm at right here. Uh, um, New, York, New, York, New York's holding a slim 2-1 uh, goal advantage. Um, the second period just ended. We're headed to, towards the third period. Um, we're in game um, game six. So, uh, Tampa Bay's up 3-2. I don't think Tampa Bay wants this to go back to New York for game seven. So, I think if I'm Tampa Bay, we need, they need to end it tonight. But this is yeah, close, I, I would agree with that. Game. I would agree with that. Although uh, they, what I've noticed in these playoffs, and it's both it's both the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference that the the away teams uh, hold their own pretty well. They it seems like they have almost as good a chance of winning on the road as they do at home. Uh, it yeah. has been just just a crazy couple of conference finals um oh my god and let's 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 talk about the other the other final uh on the other side of the, of the coast on the other coast talk about the uh the, the anaheim ducks and the chicago blackhawks are playing the craziest series um and last night the last night the ducks took the lead three games to two or no yeah three games to two so it was game five yeah. And they're traveling back to Chicago tomorrow, and Chicago is going to try and even things up. But um, it's been crazy because uh, the last game in Chicago, uh, the third period had just started. And, you know, for those of you that that haven't been on SeattleSimbin.com lately, uh, if you've been on there, you know that we've been doing game threads for each each game in the finals, conference finals. And we're going to do do this until the Stanley Cup is won. Um, but the, the third period had just opened up and, uh, it had been a low scoring game to that point. I think it was like one to one going into the third period. Um, and Chicago scores a couple of goals, take a two goal lead and it's early in the third period. And I just wrote, I, I think I told everyone on the thread, well, that, that'll about do it. And I think exactly 47 seconds later. Uh, Anaheim was up by one goal. They scored three goals in in less than a minute. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Well, and then and then last night Anaheim was up four to two, and Jonathan Taze he scored two goals in the last two minutes to tie it, and then Anaheim won yeah. in overtime. This has been a you yeah. know, this has been an amazing. I mean, if you're a proponent of the NHL, I mean, these both of these conference finals have been really close. Um, and, you know, multiple overtime games, crazy 
antics with the headbutt, you know, the the no goal, a headbutt, yeah. uh, triple overtime. It, you know what? This is great because what this does, it just raises the 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 anticipation level of fans in our region to bring hockey here. I was checking, you know, I checked the timeline. Now, I have a search time where I search for Seattle and hockey and Seattle NHL, and my timeline was just going crazy. It's been going crazy every time Anaheim and Chicago play. Like people saying, "We need the hockey here. We need to have this excitement here." And you know, it's just great to see because it just gets more people invested and in, in trying to get a team yeah. here. So it's great. Yeah, and you know. With last night's game, um, the first period was really kind of boring, honestly. And uh, the the Blackhawks were playing terrible. I mean, just terrible hockey. I don't think they had – I think they might have had one shot on goal in the first period. And Anaheim was just all over them and raced out to a 3 nothing lead in the first period. And I almost turned the game off. And I remembered mm-hmm. the previous game, the way that yeah. period went. I thought, you know, I think I'll just watch it a little while longer. Uh, lo and behold, and in, and in fact, we had, uh, I was watching the NBC broadcast or the NBC, NBC sports network broadcast. And, uh, one of the, one of the analysts, I can't remember their names. One of the analysts was saying, you know, uh, Chicago should just pull their goalie and save him for the next game. Cause this game is toast. This game is over. And the other one was saying, no, 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 let him stay in there for a little bit longer. This lead is not his fault. And it wasn't because their defense was playing horrible. And right. he said, just give them a chance and see if they can get back in the game. Well, they pulled to, what, 3-2 to two at at the end of the second period. And so they yep. were in the game. And, uh, you know, things were going gangbusters. At, you know, are they going to tie this or not? And I think it, there was, what, five or six minutes left when Chicago went up by two goals. And yeah. I posted on our thread again, well, that'll about do it. And then I said, but then again, maybe not because of the other night. And unbelievably Hayes did what he did and, and got them to overtime. And, you know, I, I haven't actually seen the replays of that last goal in overtime when Anaheim won it. But my understanding is that uh, one of the Chicago players didn't get the puck up far enough on the ice and that gave Anaheim that chance for a breakaway. So it only takes one mistake uh, to lose in overtime in overtime, yeah. but it, it was just a tremendous, tremendous game. And, um, you know, Todd, uh, not Todd, John Barr, uh, tweeted out a video. He was at some bar in Seattle. It might've even been, uh, the angry beaver, but he was at a bar in Seattle and he, he tweeted out, uh, at a Chicago bar in Seattle. And there, the place was packed with, uh, Blackhawk fans and they were just going mm-hmm. crazy as if they just won, won the Super Bowl or something like that. And it oh, was just yeah. so exciting. And, you know, um, we have that excitement in the fall. Um, guess we could have that excitement in the summer if the Mariners ever wise up. Uh, but we don't have a chance for that in the winter. Uh, yeah. We don't have the NBA. We don't have the NHL. We need both of those leagues. Uh, and my understanding yep. is the, the NBA playoffs have been exciting too, although I haven't watched any of them. But this yeah. it's just it's exciting. I You know, I... I was just remembering that it was just a year ago that I started actually following this game. And it's amazing. My, uh, I can actually start to, to, uh, see strategy developing within a game. Now I can, I can track the puck on the ice better than I used to. Now I can, you know, I can track momentum better than I used to now. And 
I'm starting to get, I know the, the game a lot better, better now than I did just a year ago. And this is without a team. And I'm getting really yeah. excited during a playoff game. And yeah, you know, when I, I when we get a team, it's going to be crazy. It is going to be crazy. I can't I can't wait until until we you know we have a team or at least a promise of a team where we start talking about you know free agency and draft. I can't even like I can't even comprehend that. Like that doesn't even like make sense to me right now. I mean that level of detail that you can get involved. And right now our level is just like at fans. It's just like you know watching other teams. We have you know we have no we have no stakes. You know we're watching both these teams. It's like you know, for me, you know, my Red Wings are out, so I'm watching both these teams. I'm like, okay, you know, I just want entertaining games. Give me five overtime games. Give me another three three overtime game where, you know, you have, you know, uh, sportscasters on the East Coast complaining about, like, you know, you know, needing a game to get over so they can do their one-hour post game at 3 in the morning. I mean, it's just great. I, I just want more chaos, more great games. I want seven games. I want – in each series, I want seven games, multiple overtimes, crazy shots. I mean, because all that does is just get more excited, you know, again, yeah. to have this over here. And this is, I, I can't wait, you know. And and, yeah. and hopefully we can actually start talking games. We can actually start talking to players. We can actually start really talking, like, you know, draft and, and mock draft and all of that because those are the things that I really nerd out about, you know, that yeah. I'm used to. When you know when we used to be you know before Sonic Rising or Sonic Central, we used to all you know look at the draft, the lottery draft, the mock draft, and all that sort of stuff because that was that was really fun. You know, and I missed that. You know, yeah. so and you know, and you know the last the last few years, Otto, it um, so much of our sports lives around Sonic Rising have been have dealt with arena issues and dealt with politics, and um, very little has dealt with actually just being a fan again and. Uh, right. As I've been, as we've been doing these game threads for each NHL uh, playoff game in the final, in the conference finals, um, yeah. it's just occurred to me how, how fun it is just to watch the game as a sports fan again. And yep. you know, someday we're going to have that back with the NBA, and we're we're going to be able to watch the NBA just as a fan again. I can't do it right now personally. I can't do it right now yeah. just because of all the baggage we have. But I don't have all the baggage with the NHL that I have with the NBA, and I can I can sit down and watch an NHL game, and I'm in, I'm just enjoying it as a fan, and I can't wait until we never have to talk about arenas again. Uh, yep. Well, I, I guess that's never going to happen because it, it's always going to come up in some sport. But right. I can't wait to talk players. I can't wait to talk draft. I can't wait to actually just watch games and hope our team wins. I you know yeah. I miss that. I miss yeah, that. I really yeah, do. I do too. You know, you know, I know, I know. <clears throat> you know, we've been really pushing the NHL, um, you know, on our show, and you know, me myself personally, I've been really pushing the NHL. But you know, I'm a, I was a Sonics fan first. You know, I mean, like, I was, I've been a Sonics fan since you know Black. You know, I remember watching Blackburn running around and and you know uh, the big three guys and like you know Chambers and uh, you know Xavier, uh, uh, you know. Uh, Dale Ellis and those guys, and, and you know, I miss the Sonics, man. I mean, I, I really do, and, um, and you know, that's how I, that's you know, I've, I've been missing them since you know I started following you know on Sonic Central, and, and it's you know I just I want them back, but until we get them back, you know, I think 
you know, maybe I maybe I was never really a, an NBA fan. I was just a Sox fan. So um, NBA just it, it just doesn't interest me right now, primarily for the fact of you know the past and what's happened in the past. Um, I hold grudges. I know I do, and but I can't. I just can't forget or forgive what's happened. You know what happened to us. So, but when they yeah. come back, you know, I mean. I would love it. I'll cry. Yeah, you know, I would just cry. Yeah, so, when they come know. back, yeah, when they come back, there's no way. I think we talked about this before. There's no way I'm not going to make move heaven and earth to go to opening night with my family. Uh, I want my wife yeah. to go with me. I want my kids to go with me and experience the Sonics game. And you know, there's no way I'm not going to cry that first yeah. game. It's just, yeah. it's just impossible for that not to happen. But you know, right now, and you know, like you said, I, um, I think I was always more of a Sonics fan than I was an NBA fan. Um, yeah. You know, if if we lost the Seahawks, Otto, um, that would okay. kill me. I mean, <laughs> that would break my heart beyond belief. But I would probably yeah. still watch the NFL just because I, I love watching football so much. Um, yeah. But I, I think I've always been more of a Sonics fan than I am an NBA fan. I've always been more of a Mariners fan than I am a Major League Baseball fan. Um, yeah. But when when we get that team back, you know, and I do believe it's going to happen, it, it, I'm going to be all over it, and, you know, and so will you. But right now, what you and I have to enjoy, I mean, there are people that can watch basketball right now and enjoy it. So I'm I'm not saying people shouldn't, uh, you know, we, we're not saying people should hold grudges, and we're not saying that people right. should no, be no, bitter. No, no, no. Um, it, if you can watch basketball right now and enjoy it, despite of everything that's going on, go for it. Do what you enjoy. Yeah. But for me, uh, right now, because I don't have the baggage with hockey, uh, I can watch yeah. hockey as a fan more than I can with basketball. Um, and speaking yeah. of being a fan, um, I have been, as you know, I've been following a couple teams this year. Uh, one of them is everyone's favorite uh, target of ridicule, the Edmonton Oilers, uh, although I think that's going to be less and less ridiculed in the next few years because of Connor McDavid. The other one is Minnesota Wild, and, you know, they were a playoff team, had a good year. But I got to tell you, I as I watch these Tampa Bay Lightning, and I know they eliminated your team, Otto. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. But they are so much fun to watch. The style of play, they're so aggressive oh, yeah. on offense. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Chicago and, and Anaheim are very good and are, frankly, going to give Tampa a tough time if Tampa's the one that goes uh, because of their style of play. They're, they're stifling on defense. But as far as what I enjoy watching – I like watching aggressive offense in hockey, and oh yeah, and we got a we got a local kid there, this Tyler Johnson. Uh, yep. It so it it may be that um, now that I've got a year of watching hockey under my belt, um, I may I may become a bit of a Tampa Bay fan, you know. Oh my goodness! Uh, I'm, I'm still going to watch the other for, two, but are you what's that? for Tampa Bay to be in New York? Yes, I am. Sure. Um, I am because I have I have this rule of thumb that I go by. Um, whoever's playing, I root for them. Okay, if that if New York is playing L.A., I root for New York. If Chicago is playing L.A., I root for Chicago. If Anaheim is playing L.A., I root for Anaheim, even though it's basically the same people there. All right. Right. Um, <laughs> but going down the priority list. Um, after L.A. is gone, um, I root for everyone but New York. 
So if Tampa is playing New York, I'm rooting for Tampa. You know what I'm saying? Even though New York's fun you to watch, I, I like I actually like them yeah. as a team. But th- that's just the way I go. So um, it's this yeah. pecking order of, of cities that I that I don't want to see succeed. Um, so basically, what what's going to happen is this: if if Tampa winds up playing either Chicago or Anaheim, I'm rooting for Tampa. If uh, New York plays Chicago or Anaheim, so, uh, so let's say New York plays Chicago, um, I'm rooting for Chicago. If right. New York plays Anaheim, um, well, actually, you know what? Come to think of it, right. I'd probably root for New York against Anaheim. Right, uh, you, I, I don't like Anaheim. number two, right? And Los Angeles yeah, number so, one. <laughs> yeah, basically, Southern California teams, whoever's playing anyone in Southern California um, is okay in my book. Um, so, yeah, so right now I'm rooting against against Anaheim, and I'm rooting for Chicago, and I'm rooting for Tampa against New York. And if Tampa plays Chicago, that might be a little tough for me, for me because I, I like uh, Patrick Kane and I, I like Taze. Um, that would be a fun, fun series to watch. I think I'd probably wind up rooting for Tampa. Yeah, I can't. You know, I, I can see the attraction to Tampa. They play a really fast, really, really super fast style of game. Um, my only, you know, for me, I like traditional markets. So I like two original six teams in the Stanley Cup. So I would prefer to see Chicago versus New York just because I like two, you know, two of the uh, original six teams. But then on the other hand, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Anaheim-Tampa Bay series because it's two kind of like non-traditional markets, so it would kind of maybe help the, help the game grow a bit more. So, it, it, you know, you got to look at it two different ways. You know, um, for me, as just someone who's just an observer, um, you know, there's there's definitely some attraction to having a lot of tradition with with, with, with a couple of different teams and then having uh, attraction to, um, you know, having markets that are not, like, that are not considered traditional hockey markets be able to have that success. Although, like you said, people who are in Southern California, you know, they, they have, they've had a, uh, they've had a couple of championships over the past few years. So I don't, I don't feel yeah. too badly for SoCal. Yeah. So, you know, and, you know, so for example, uh, when Las Vegas gets an expansion franchise, and I fully expect that to happen, I'm, and they play any Los Angeles team or Anaheim team. I'm, I'm absolutely rooting for that Las Vegas franchise. And speaking of Las Vegas franchise, uh, Dana Lane just called in. And when we come back from a break, uh, we're going to talk to Dana Lane about NHL playoffs and what is going on in Vegas down there. So uh, hang out with us, and we'll be back in just a minute. stands for 
non-stop hockey love. Hockey love. Like when the Thrashers score a goal and those giant bird heads shoot flames 20 feet out of their mouth, you can feel the warmth fall over you. Can you feel? That's hockey love. The hockey love. Or when a player is sent to the penalty box to think about the wrong he has done, that is the league version of sending a kid to a timeout. Done with tough hockey love. Sometimes in between periods, they have little tight hockey, little kids playing hockey in their little thrashers uniforms. They try so hard, and their parents are so proud, so full of hockey love. I'm talking about hockey love! I wish I could go out there and play against them. I bet I could kick some ass. (laughs) All right. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Take a seat, because you've just been sent to the Sin Bin with your host, Paul Rogers, who is a college graduate. Princeton, we're all Eastern, weren't you, Ned? That's what it said in the yearbook, Jim. Uh-huh. All right, I want to welcome everyone back to the Seattle Sinbin. And uh, as promised, we have we have one Dana Lane waiting on the line for us. Dana Lane has uh, last joined us a month or so ago. It might have been close to two months at this point. Uh, but uh, Dana is very tied in with the movement to bring the NHL to Vegas down there. Uh, and, of course, he's also a sports handicapper. Dana, what's your website again? Uh, it's just danalanesports.com. danalanesports.com, and, and primarily for sports handicapping. Um, and that, that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on, because as a as a handicapper, you, you pay attention to things like playoff battles and things like that. And before we get right. to uh, what's going on down in your town, you know, welcome to the show again. It's great to have you again. But before great you get to here, I, I love doing the show. I appreciate your time. Hey, we, you know, we we'll take you as often as we can get you, man. Uh, but you know, one of the reasons before before we start talking about um, what's going on down in Vegas right now, because I uh, I haven't heard anything in a few weeks. But uh, what we have two tremendous conference final series going on right now. We've got uh, Tampa and Anaheim uh, battling it out. Uh, we have. I, I said that wrong. Tampa and New York battling it out. Excuse me. Right. Um, and we have Anaheim and Chicago in just an insane series. Um, and uh, so, what does Vegas think of the NHL playoffs right now? How how do you how does Vegas think this is going to go down? Well, um, going into today's game, I can tell you there's a general lack of respect for the Anaheim Ducks and. Although they had a tremendous regular season, I think, you know, to a person, um, you know, the typical names that, that come up, the Chicago Blackhawks certainly come up. And until game four of this series, they, they weren't even, you know, a favorite to win the series. And, of course, they were ahead at that point in time. So it took them a while for Vegas to say, okay, now uh, you're the favorite. But in reality, if you put $100 down on the Ducks, um, to to win a hundred or just a hundred as an underdog, you would be far ahead of any of the teams remaining in the playoffs. And in fact, you'd be uh, plus eight hundred and two dollars, where 
the next closest team is the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, and you'd only be up $582 at that point. So I, I think, uh, you know, the betters that have rode the Ducks certainly have profited, uh, but the confidence in the Ducks is just starting to come around in town. What would happen if you bet on the Ducks right now? What would happen if you bet on the Ducks right now? You mean for the I mean, for have, have their odds gotten better? I mean, would uh, would their potential return uh, be smaller well, if you invested now? You know, I mean, tomorrow night, uh, obviously they're on the road, so they're going to be underdogs. They're a dollar forty-five underdog tomorrow night. Uh, the majority of the public is on Chicago to win this game. Uh, as I'm looking at it right now. Uh, 56% of the tickets written have been on Chicago. But interesting enough, there is a mass amount of tickets being written on Anaheim plus one and a half. In fact, almost 94% of all tickets written on the spread of this series uh, have been, has been on Anaheim. And meaning by spread in hockey, uh, it's either minus one and a half or plus one and a half typically uh, there are some instances where, you, where you'll have minus a half, but typically it'll be one and a half. But the the public certainly is getting on board with them plus one and a half, but just straight up, uh, even though a little bit more even, the majority of tickets have been written on Chicago. Okay, so you could, you could still bet on Anaheim, and I don't even know what the score is of the game right now, but before tonight's game, you could have still bet on Anaheim and have more of a potential return than if you had bet on the on the Blackhawks. Yeah, well, I think they're going to play tomorrow night, and the Rangers oh, in right, Tampa Bay right. are playing playing right now. Yeah, I am completely so mixed up. So as of crazy. right now, obviously you could still bet on that game, and uh, obviously yeah. the betting is closed for the Rangers Tampa Bay tonight. I and I I just see that the the Rangers that went up three to one, so it looks like they're going to force uh, the next game, uh, but. How does Vegas see the New York and Tampa series? Well, right now, I, I think, um, you know, as the Rangers being a 5-1 to one favorite to win the Cup, uh, Tampa Bay being 9-5, to five, uh, obviously Tampa at this point is favored to win the Cup overall. Uh, obviously, after tonight's game, down 3-1 to one now with, with uh, a lot of time left. But uh, after tonight's game, those odds would change. But going into tonight's game, Tampa was the slight favorite to win the Stanley Cup. Okay. All right. So the betters like Tampa, the betters like New York, and the betters like Chicago, but they are not wild yet about the Anaheim Ducks. Um, yeah, they're a little bit better. In fact, uh, the Rangers have became, I mean, at 5-1, to one, uh, the Ducks moved up to 9-4. to four, uh, So it, it, the, the Rangers actually were the, were the last, uh, the the last option, if you will, amongst betters at this point in time. But obviously, again, the results of this game tonight probably will change that. Yeah, it's it's hard to eliminate the Rangers, is it not? Uh, they they um, came back yeah. from a three one series this year. They did it last year as well. And you know, I'm not gonna there and say they can't do it this year uh, in this series either. I mean, uh, you just can't count them out until it's really over. Uh, they, they just seem to have a way of coming back. Well, look, I, um, I have no problem. I, I mean, yeah, it's 3-1 to one right now. I, I'm still on the Rangers because the track record says Lundqvist is 14-3 is in elimination games. 
He has a 1.39 goals against in those games with a 9.56 save percentage. Uh, the Rangers are five and three in elimination games, assumed to be six and three in eliminated yeah elimination games outside of New York. Uh, and you know, in the last nine games, even more impressive, they won eight out of nine. So soon to be nine out of ten. So there is no way that I'm jumping off the Rangers. Uh, and obviously, a game seven in New York, it, it's there's no reason to jump that off that ship. Yeah. It, yeah, they, I would say they're they are completely in this series. They and they have a good chance of winning it. All right, so um, let's let's and back away from. <laughs> it's four to one. Okay. Four yeah, it one. looks like they're going to win that then. All right, so let's back away from uh, the current teams in the NHL, and let's talk about potential teams in the NHL. Um, and I apologize; I meant to have you on a month or so ago and talk about what's going on in Vegas, but. Uh, sure. We've been so busy the last month worrying about our own situation in Seattle with the FEIS Absolutely. coming out and, you know, all the arena talk. We've been focused on what's going on up here, and I have lost track of what's going on down there. So what's the latest? How How's how is everything going in Las Vegas now? Well, it's probably a good time to kind of lose track a little bit. I mean, it's, this thing is in, um, you know, hold mode right now. Uh, Bill Foley will be at Club Madrid tomorrow night inside Sunset Station. Uh, n- no, that's not a nightclub. That that's a place where they're going to show the uh, you know the Blackhawks game tomorrow night, and he's going to be there answering questions. Uh, rumor has it there will be some sort of an uh, announcement. I'm assuming it will be some sort of a ticket announcement. Uh, I know he did some interviews today with the local. Uh, television, Chris Matthews from Channel 8 today. I, I've asked Chris a couple times uh, about ticket count, which apparently he did reveal, but I have uh, not received a, a response on that. Um, I expect the ticket count to be between 12 and 13 for individuals, and I might be bold enough to say by June, June 24th during the um, – during the NHL award show, I might say that this thing might be around 15 because remember now that they're they're bringing in you know businesses and casinos and you know they're selling the the suites and you know this thing is going to be a hard ticket its first year that's for sure. So we could have up to 15,000 tickets um, secured. Is that full season tickets? That will be full season tickets. That's absolutely correct. They haven't even started to. Uh, pursue the option of uh, of you know half season tickets or quarter season tickets. That is full season ticket deposits, uh, which is and what's the extremely of the impressive. I'm sorry. What's the what's the capacity? Of the, what's the capacity of the arena? Well, the full capacity of the arena will be twenty thousand people. Uh, for hockey, it will just be a little over eighteen. Okay, so. Um, Potentially, we could be looking at just 3,000 tickets available in any way, shape, or form for the first season, um, and you guys don't even have a team announcement yet. Uh, that is very impressive, and, and this is with uh, uh, full de- – not full deposits, but this is with financial deposits that have been made. Uh, that's that, right. That is – that's very impressive. So let me ask you something. Are are we up here in Seattle, your holdup? I don't think so. I really don't. I mean, I saw an update today with, uh, you know, the deal with Chris Hansen and, 
you know, I, everything I see, and I know there's some reports that comes out that come out and says, you know, we can do this NHL first, but you know, I, I'm looking at a report as we speak, and it looks like Hanson has made up his mind about, uh, you know, of course, getting an arena project done. But NBA comes up a lot more than the NHL. I, I don't think it's a holdup at all. You know, and, and in fact. Yeah it'd be better for both franchises to go in separately so we don't have to step on each other's toes when we uh, when we pick players to uh, start our teams up. Yeah, you know, Otto had mentioned that uh, to me as well, how he that he would prefer a staggered uh, expansion. I, I just hope that um, we get our arena squared away. I mean, maybe, maybe not in time for an announcement this year that you guys might be part of, but I, I really hope that... Um, maybe around January or February, we'll be in the conversation for expansion officially. Um, but is is there anything... I do too. Yeah, so, um, so if I'm understanding you right, you're you're thinking that you guys are on track for an expansion announcement. Uh, I think when the last time we talked, you thought there might be an announcement um, of that in June. And uh, it, it seems like we've heard since then that uh, they're going to officially talk about expansion but maybe not an official expansion announcement until maybe September or somewhere in there. Is that what you're hearing too? Yeah, I guess, you know, here's what the perfect scenario would have been. Um, obviously the NHL awards has, have moved their awards show to the MGM grand arena. Uh, so a lot of locals put two and two together and thought, well, this would be a great, great time to announce this. Um, and, and at that point in time, you know, we were really focused on 2016, which might have been a little overzealous considering, you know, not only do we have to put together put together a team in a front office and dot the I's and cross the T's, but we also have to figure out the television situation here as well. And if we would have, you know, Vegas Sportsnet or if we would piggyback of somebody else, say Arizona, uh, which I think would be fantastic, to be honest with you, because that would create – quite, a, you know, the rivalry that both teams uh, needs off the bat. Uh, but I guess the, the updated word is 2017 is going to be the time we would look at starting an expansion, uh, which is a little bit disappointing, I, I have to be honest, because although uh, that seems more reasonable, um, 2017 or 2016 uh, was the date that the NHL allowed the prospective owners of Las Vegas to go in and promote, uh, never saying anything about 2017 until we presented them with, you know, 11,000 season tickets, uh, ticket deposits. So I, in a way, I kind of think it dips a toe in dishonesty because I think they knew all along that 2016 was not an option. Um, but at the same time, they probably didn't want to, you know, dilute the waters at all uh, by saying 2017 and having people not be as enthused. So that was a little right. bit um, disappointing. But certainly the idea is the Board of Governors is going to meet during the NHL awards uh, week. Uh, my understanding is they will decide whether or not they're going to start the expansion process at that point after going through uh, their options, and we expect a vote in September. Right. Well, it's exciting. Uh, I, I wish that our arena situation was uh, on par with yours at the moment. 
uh, we we have made a lot of progress in the last month. We've got our final environmental reviews, and uh, right. Last, you know, we we even we even have more arena proposals since we last talked. We've got uh, a guy Ray Bartizek who has even filed an application for environmental reviews to do a hockey arena in uh, the town of Tequila, which is a suburb of Seattle. And right. you know, there's talk Absolutely. of another. There, yeah, there's talk of another effort going on in Bellevue. Although we haven't heard anything official about that yet, um, and we, you know, we do have uh, Hanson uh, talking about NHL first, although he apparently hasn't had any offers yet from Victor Coleman. So, you know, we, we play the waiting game on the NHL first scenario. Uh, you know, as soon as we get that ironed out, either in Tequila or Soto, I I hope to be joining you guys in the very new, near future. So it, yeah, it's I mean, an exciting time. I mean, Chris says. Um... You know, he thinks it's obviously it's inevitable that that the NBA uh, comes to Seattle. Uh, he obviously said today that there was no uh, prospective NHL owner that has come to him uh, with the idea of um, you know coming to terms with bringing bringing a team there. Uh, but I will say this, and I do. I, I hope my comments on Twitter never get misconstrued with the fact that. I want Seattle and I want Quebec and I want every team that's in the league right now to be successful. Um, that's never the case, but, but the focus and the, and the main uh, desire of all this is obviously for our city and that we've been going through this arena thing for over 20 years now. We want a, yeah. a city of 2.3 million we deserve and should at least have a shot at a pro team. And that's why we are, you know, really in a position where we feel as if, you know, this is our time. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, you guys, I mean, for crying out loud, you've got um, drone coverage of your arena being built. I mean, I, I could go. <laughs> right. there, there's video that a drone was that that was taken by a drone of the. I mean, you've got steel coming out of the ground already. You've got. Uh, uh, part of the part of the arena bowl already being built. I think it looked looked like it was about half or maybe a quarter done. But you've got something being built. Um, you've got uh, thirteen thousand season ticket commi- commitments already. It sounds like, uh, and yeah, you've got two point three million. You said people in the in the area, and yeah, two, about you know, two point two two point three. Yeah, yeah, and you you mentioned this last time we talked. I mean, Vegas obviously is famous for the strip and the gambling and all that. But that's actually a very small part of Las Vegas. How um, how how wide of an area does the Vegas Strip encompass? Again, well, I, I don't have the exact figures, but I can tell you. I mean, from the Strip, uh, if I'm on the Strip, it takes me 35, 40 minutes to get home, and there's plenty of development and communities behind me. So that certainly isn't yeah. the edge. And I would say, you know, to drive from one end of the city to another, you certainly would have to probably set aside at least an hour hour to an hour 20. Yeah. You know, and, and that's you know, all the way. And at least with the first 11,000 tickets, maybe they've uh maybe the the updated figures you're waiting for now will involve casino and corporate investment, but the the 11,000 tickets that we talked about before, that's not casinos and that's not corporate purchases. That's Those right. are individuals who are employees in the city of Vegas. Uh, not of Vegas, but who work in the city, um, who live there uh, every day of the year, that have bought 
that have paid for deposits. So I, I fully believe that Vegas could work for hockey and probably the NBA as well. Well, it is absolutely important. I mean, this is a this is not a one-time thing where you know we embrace ourselves and say you know this is we've done it because this will be a year-in year-out thing where they need to have the people in place that understand this city. And I'll give you a great example. You know, we have an arena football league team here in town. It's their first year, and they are all over social media. They are all over doing things in the community. I mean, they are doing absolutely everything they can to connect with this town, and that is the kind of um, that that is the kind of example that I think the NHL, when they come here, needs to follow because this is a town. Uh, the people here want to be embraced sometimes before they embrace you, and they want to continue to be embraced. And, and even when you go through those long years, if you establish those correct relationships with people and, you know, it, it's it's a place where, you know, the fans or, or the people of the city can come together, which, you know, besides the Thomas and Mac where UNLV plays, we really don't have that, you know, that common ground for everybody. And this is the common ground that a city like this needs. You still there? Hello? Hi, are you still there? Yes, sir. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. I can hear you. All right. Sorry about that. Okay, sorry about that. The uh, toggle on my headphones uh, that I use for this can be very tricky at times. And um, So <laughs> what I was going to ask you... What I was yeah. going to ask you was um, things that we've been paying attention to up here um, as we talk about getting the NHL is building the grassroots. And, you know, we've talked about, um, you know, building uh, youth hockey organizations, which, of course, involves building youth ice rinks and all these kind of things. Is there any talk of that going on as far as building grassroots in Vegas for hockey, absolutely. like building of ice rinks? What, what all is going on with that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have – a wonderful facility up on the west side where, you know, on one side is figure skating, the other side is, is hockey, and, and many times both rinks are being used for hockey. Uh, but one of the things that Bill Foley said when he come when he came into town is, hey, look, you're only as good as your young fan base, and the idea is to build more of those facilities for people to skate. And, and I look at both of those rinks, and they are filled every time I'm in that place, which is once a week. So I know these people want other places to go. Now, the other option is the uh, ice arena up at the Fiesta Hotel, which, you know, it's nice and it's okay. I'm not, you know, for me personally, I don't want to drag my child through a casino to get to the ice rink. And that's my <laughs> only, I mean, that's my only thing about going up there. Plus, it's it's a, it's a long way away for me. But as far as the uh, what we need is those ice rinks are, that are in the communities for people to go and skate, and they're easily accessible to the main parts of town. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. All right, Dana, I want to thank you for coming on the show again. But before I let you go, I have one question, and I want to really put you on the spot. Um, <laughs> who has a who has a better podcast, Seattle Sinbin or Vegas Podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, I, I listen to one two... of your shows, and they they seem pretty good. But are they better than us? I I um 
what I usually do is I um, I, I endorse the podcast that I'm currently on. Oh, that's a good policy. So <laughs> it is my It is as of right now. It is yours. But I will tell you, I did uh, two hours with them the other night. <laughs> and at that moment, they were. I understand. Yeah, I, I need to have those guys on our show, too, because I think they'd be fun to talk to. But, uh, Dan, Absolutely. I want to thank you once again for coming on. And uh, maybe we can do this again next week when we know more about the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, anytime. And I just want to give you an update on that arena. I mean, it is it, the, the it is almost fully uh, – the walls are up. You, you can hardly see inside anymore. Uh, the only part uh-huh. of that arena that you can see inside is on the west side. Um, other than that, the structure is up and the walls are going up, and um, it, it won't be long before you won't be able to see inside. All right. Well, thanks for the update, Dana, and I'll I'll talk to you next time. Okay. Okay, sir. I appreciate your time. Okay, that was Dana Lane, uh, the, the the sports handicapper Dana Lane, who's all who's also very tied in with the movement to uh, bring the NHL to Las Vegas. And they are at the moment further along than Seattle, uh, and I'm happy for them. And I, I really think we're going to hear something official on Vegas maybe this fall as far as a, an expansion announcement. Uh, when we come back, Otto and I are going to uh, kind of shut this thing down for the week, and I believe Otto has uh, something he'd like to say about Tequila. Uh, so we're just going to take a quick break, and we'll see you on the other side. If a premium beer is to please a lot of people, it has to be good. It has to know the way to natural ingredients. What prime quality hops to seek out? What first-rate grains to choose? It must draw upon the Pacific Northwest's pure mountain water. But above all else, it must deliver fine taste. Today, one beer does it all. Mountain Fresh Rainier, a brew apart. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Drop that puck! 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 Take a seat, because you've just been sent to the sin bin with your host, Recently returned from his forced deportation to Canada and that country's subsequent refusal to accept him, Paul Rogers! All right, welcome back to the final segment of this week's episode of the Seattle Simbin. Uh, I am Paul Rogers. My co host is Otto Rogers. We are not related. Uh, but we have awesome last names. Um, so, Otto, you uh, you had an update to give us on Tequila. What's going on there? Yeah, just uh, Tequila the other day um, on the 21st, they released a, a notice of application uh, and request for comment from the scope of, the, of their environmental impact statement. So, uh, essentially, there could be a public uh, comment uh, public commentary uh, meeting period where the public will be able to uh, will will be able to come and ask questions in regards to the scope uh, of the EIS and um, I just want to give that information out on the air. It's um, Tuesday, June second, 
uh, at the Tukwila Community Center, uh, 12424 42nd Avenue South, Tukwila, Washington, 98168 from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. So, um, so if you want to go in person and ask questions about the EIS, that would be a great time. Um, also, the comment period has, um, has opened um, on, on, on the proposed EIS. It opened on May 22nd. The deadline for submitting uh, comments or concerns is 5 p.m. Friday, June 12th. So um, if you have any questions about commenting or the scoping process, contact Nora Gearloss um, at 206-7141. So just a quick update on the Tukula process. Um, they are now starting a public comment, uh, public comment period, and uh, they'll have a public scoping meeting on June 2nd. All right. Uh, it's good to know that that process is moving forward. And, you know, I would encourage people to, to uh, get involved with that if they can. I know that uh, most people are probably rooting for SOTO, but uh, my my philosophy on this is let's push all these projects along as far as we can get them. And uh, yeah. that way it'll be easier to get things done in the end. Uh, so what did you take from uh, what Dan Lane had to say there? Um, it's great. I mean, um, his, he said that they're at about 15,000 season tickets uh, being sold or, he, or getting close to that. He's, in, he's anticipating that. Um, he he said that they were talking about releasing some numbers today, but he didn't hear what the, exa the exact numbers were. And he was thinking maybe it might have been up to 15,000. That was kind of his guesstimate. But um, either way, it's impressive, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's a non-traditional market. And my understanding is most of these are, 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 are uh, uh, you know, just regular season ticket holders and not corporate. So, um, you know, yeah. that's a big number. And so I think I think it's all, you know, full steam ahead for Las Vegas. And, I, you know, I wish them all the luck. You know, I mean, I'm not going to – I do too. I'm not going to – I'm not going to go on, you know, wherever and say, like, you know, I wish, you know, you don't deserve a team. I mean, who you know, who are we to, like, make that determination? Who deserves or who doesn't deserve a team? So – the willpower in Las Vegas uh, wants it badly enough, and you know they can do whatever they need to do to get that franchise. And good for that. I mean, you know, I mean, I have no yeah. ill will, but I do agree. I, if we're gonna do the expansion piece, I do want it staggered. <laughs> I don't like the dual. Yeah. I don't like the double expansion draft. So, but you know, it's great. Yeah, it's great hearing in order to get it to good players. Yeah, and great hearing about the um, the odds with. Uh, uh, the Rangers on the elimination games, was it like 12 and 3 or uh, 13 and 2 or something? With Hendrick I think he said 12, so, I think he said 12 and 3 with Lundqvist. So, elimination uh, yeah. yeah, so I mean, yeah. Put my money on the Rangers. And with them winning like they are tonight, yeah, with them winning like they are tonight, um, I'm not going to, I wouldn't bet against them to take the series either, although I'm rooting yeah. against them. I want Tampa to win. Again. So, it's 6-3, so they're, they're, they're keeping it close. <laughs> How much time is left, though? Um, How much time? Five minutes, but there's been a total of six goals scored in the third quarter, in third period. So uh, it's been entertaining. This, <laughs> this is crazy. I wish I could be watching it, but and I, you know what? I, I forgot to DVR it too, so I'm not going to get to see it. Oh but, boy! Oh well. Uh, I have fun doing this. Po I have fun doing the podcast, so um, I take back. one for the team is what I do. There I take is. one for the team. <laughs> All right, uh, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thanks, Otto, for coming on with me again. 
And thank I want to you. thank, uh, yeah, I want to thank Dana Lane for coming on with us again. Uh, we uh, uh, weren't able to get with Neil tonight, but I'm sure we'll get with him next week or something like that. Uh, but just so you know, we are we are starting a new podcast with Neil Roberts. And uh, for those of the, those of you who don't know Neil, uh, he's been a member of Sonics Rising for a while, and also he was uh, in the media program at WSU. Well, until he graduated just a few weeks back. Uh, so he has a lot of experience doing sports talk radio at the college level. And I have listened to a preview of the first podcast that he did to, that he did with Doug Taylor. And it's going to be a good podcast. And they're going to focus on some things in a different way than we do, but it's going to be good. So stay tuned for that in the near future. Uh, other than that, I want to thank everyone for joining and listening to us today tonight. And uh, we're going to we're going to see everyone or. We're going to talk to you again next week uh, at our appointed time. Till then, have a great week, and we'll see you on the other side. You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.